Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In this episode, we talk about the importance of mindset when dealing with failure. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, uh, we are looking at the importance of mindset when it comes to dealing with failure. You know, in this journey of improving ourselves, as growing as people, of uh, uh, actively trying to be better, actively trying to make better decisions, we are going to brush up against failure pretty much regularly. Now, I've, I've talked about it on this show in the past. Failure, in my opinion, is a requirement. It is a stepping block to creating the version of yourself that is capable of doing the thing that you want to do. Whatever that thing is, you have to first go through the trials of failure in order to learn how to be that version of yourself. Because the person who sets the goal is not the same person who can accomplish that goal. There is a journey in between, and that journey will be uh, wrought with failure. So we do need to deal with it. We do need to uh, face it from time to time. And I think that one easy way that we can make it easy on ourselves is to change our mindset around it. So in this episode, I'm going to talk through that and hopefully help you to identify a new mindset around failure that will help you in your day-to-day life. Now, before we jump into that, let's look at today's sponsor. How would you feel? If you could save more than you ever have before without lifting a finger, well, Empower helps you do just that. For starters, Empower has an automated savings feature. I simply tell the app my weekly savings target, and every day, Empower studies my income and spending and automatically knows when to move the right amount of money into my savings account where it grows with unlimited withdrawals and no minimums. It's called Autosave. The app even holds me accountable for all my spending with easy budgeting tools and real-time alerts to tell me when I need to rein it in. Empower also adds a nice human touch. Just text Empower's human coaches who are on standby to share personalized recommendations and steer you through whatever financial question comes up for you. So if you want to save more than ever before, you've got to check out the Empower app. And for listeners of Tiny Leaps Big Change, you can get $5 for free when you use the offer code TINYLEAPS and you reach your savings goal. Visit empower.me slash tinyleaps for more details. That's empower, E-M-P-O-W-E-R dot me slash tinyleaps for more details. 
So the first big thing that I want you to take away from this episode uh, is that in, in regards to your relationship to failure is that if you believe that failure is a negative, if you believe that failure is something to avoid, that failure is uh, a painful experience, if you believe that, then you are naturally going to avoid it. You're naturally going to avoid anything that could lead to failure. Now, we've talked about this concept before on the show. Um, people will do more to move away from pain than they will to move towards pleasure. So gaining something is not as valuable to us as losing something is painful. And we will always, always try to avoid that pain uh, to, to any degree, even if the thing that we could gain might be better for us, might be more what we want. We will still avoid the risk of losing what we currently have uh, rather than pursue that new thing. Now, if failure is perceived as pain, if we associate pain, associate negative feelings, associate uh, being frustrated and upset and down on ourselves and having other people look at us differently or think about us differently, if we associate those things with failure, then we start to try to avoid activities that might lead to failure. And that leads to playing it safe. That leads to living your life in a routine that you know you have mastered, that does not push you in any way, that does not challenge you in any way, and ultimately waking up one day and realizing you didn't quite live the life you wanted because you were too afraid to step outside of that comfort zone, because you were too afraid to not fail. And often this way of looking at failure, this concept of failure as a negative comes from childhood. It comes from a place that most of us don't even fully remember, a place that most of us don't even recognize. I was recently reading a book called Better by Mistake, and I have a link to it in the description. And it brought up this really interesting concept, uh, and she was talking about um, Carol Dweck's research on mindset. But it's the first time I've read about what Carol Dweck has seen and learned around children and their mindset. And one of the things that they found is that when children are praised for working hard, they are more willing and capable of tolerating failure because it's seen as a part of working hard. Working hard means failure. Whereas when children are praised for being smart, they're uh, they're less willing and less able to tolerate failure because failure is direct proof that maybe they aren't that smart. And I would guess, uh, I'm definitely in this bucket myself, but I would guess that the majority of people listening to this show as they were growing up, we're told, you're really smart, you're really smart, you're really talented, you're really capable over and over and over again, rather than being praised for the work they put in regardless of outcome. And I think for a lot of us, including myself, this is where that fear of failure and that failure as negative comes from, is this relationship to the outcome that we've been praised for ever since we were children that allows us to see the failure along the way as, uh, as proof that maybe we're not as smart as we thought we were. So this is one of the first things that I really want you to consider is that if failure is a negative in your mind, if failure is associated with pain in your mind, then you are much more likely 
to live within a box that you create for yourself. And we can all we can talk about it. We can say the quotes. We can say, oh, don't fear failure or failure is a requirement or success requires sacrifice or any of the things that we say on this show or that people post on Instagram all the time. We can say those things. But until we get to the deep root of the issue, the fact that to us, failure is seen as pain, until we address that, We will always be afraid to live outside of our comfort zone. Now, on the flip side of that, if we believe, truly believe that failure is a requirement, that failure uh, is, is a stepping stone to success, that failure is a part of working hard, if we truly believe that, then we will embrace it because we see it as the process. We don't see failure as the end of something. We don't see failure as the moment where uh, all of our efforts are being tested. And if we don't match up, then all of a sudden, maybe we just weren't good enough. We don't view it that way. We view it as one more piece of evidence of what does not work. Thomas Edison talked about this in a famous quote uh, that I'm going to butcher. I do not have the quote in front of me. I will include it in the description for this episode, so feel free to read that if you're interested. But he talked about how he uh, found a thousand ways not to invent a light bulb because every single one of those failures that did not work taught him something about what does not work, and it also allowed him to gain data on what does work. And I've experienced this myself in my journey to lose weight, which I talked about in a recent episode. In my journey, I've had plenty of ups and downs. I've had plenty of hills, some peaks, some valleys, and days where I just feel like uh, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm not disciplined enough. Maybe I'm not smart enough to figure this out. And then I've had days that feel really good where I feel like, okay, I'm in control. But every single one of those days where the number went up instead of down, where I gave in to temptation and ate an enormous amount of candy because I love candy, uh, where I just was not as quote-unquote disciplined as I should be, all of those days of quote-unquote failure, that is a part of the journey. That is a part of what gets me to the end goal. The line is never straight from, hey, I want to do this to, okay, I've done this. It's never a straight line in between. It's a lot of ups and downs. It's a lot of uh, feeling like you're not good enough. It's a lot of failing and having to confront yourself after that failure and having to confront the reality of the situation during that failure and having to acknowledge that, you know what, I failed, but now I need to decide, do I get back? Back up and keep going or do I stop? Failure is a requirement. And if you can view it that way, then you start to embrace it. Then you start to recognize that it's not the end. Failure is not a dead end street. It is coming to an understanding that there is a different direction you need to take. Now, a third thing I want to talk about is what happens when you have failed in the past. Many of you listening to this show have had particularly painful failures along your journey, and those Failures may be sitting on you. They may be in the back of your mind, in your subconscious, and they are influencing your day-to-day behavior. And the truth that I want you to realize is that if you have failed in the past at something, something related to what your big goals are, and you maybe decide, you know what, I'm going to keep going, but you never truly let go of that failure. It's in the back of your mind. It's sitting there waiting right below the surface to strike the next time you feel a little less confident in yourself or a little less capable in your activities. If you are holding on to that, you are more likely, you are increasing your likelihood of failing again. 
because momentum matters, because patterns matter. Our bodies and our minds look for patterns to live in, to exist in and uh, carry out our days through because quite frankly, life would be far too complicated without those patterns and routines and behaviors. And so when you hold on to failures of the past, you start to act in accordance with the pattern that led to that failure. You start to think in accordance with the pattern that led to that failure. And that is going to increase the likelihood that you fail again. On the flip side, if you have failed at something in the past, something related to what you are trying to do, and you are capable of learning from it while also letting it go, while also moving on from it, and truly moving on from it, not holding on to it, not thinking about it, not analyzing it, but moving past it. Maybe you recognize what your uh, your fault was. Maybe you recognize what the mistake was. Maybe you uh, make a commitment to try and do it differently next time, but you actively move past that failure. If you are able to do that, then you are actually increasing the likelihood of your success. Why is that? Well, one, because you feel more confident. You've gotten that failure out of the way, and so you're capable of going into this next activity without being burdened by oh, what if I fail in this particular way? And of course, you're not actively thinking about this, but it is subconsciously being thought through. But then the second thing, the second reason that if you have been able to move past and learn from a failure in the past, you are much more likely to succeed in the future is simply because you know that when you fail again, because it will happen, when you inevitably fail again, you will be able to move past it again. And that reduces a lot of the fear around failure. That reduces a lot of the anxiety that might change your behavior or cause you to play it too safe that might lead to not actually succeeding. When you're able to prove to yourself that, hey, I can fail and it's not a big deal, you give yourself power to fail again in the future and learn the lessons you need to learn as you become the person who can accomplish that goal. So here's what I want to leave you with. Failure is a part of the process. It is a requirement to success. But ultimately, your relationship to failure is the thing that is under your control. You cannot control whether or not you fail. You will fail. I can guarantee you that. You can control your relationship to it, the way you think about it. If you have the wrong relationship, if you have the wrong mindset around failure, then it will continue to hold you back. But if you're able to shift that mindset in whatever way possible, if you're able to shift it, if you're able to move past it, if you're able to think about failure as a requirement rather than as the end of the road, then you give yourself the opportunity to move forward consistently, make progress, and ultimately actually have a shot at accomplishing that goal you set out for. So I hope this was helpful to somebody out there. Listen, I want to know, what is your biggest failure on your journey so far? Drop a comment down below if you're watching on the YouTube channel. If you're not, head over to youtube.com slash Greg Clunas. Click subscribe, find this video, and then drop a comment down below. Thank you so much for being here. I've been Greg Clunas. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Yeah.